podcast, everybody. The podcast is Tanner Talks About Stuff That Happened. As always, I am Tanner, and I'm going to be talking about stuff that happened. We are covering a lot of stuff that happened this year. We are covering the entire year of 2020, and what a year it was. I don't think anybody's going to argue with me on that. It's been quite a year, but I've got a big announcement for this year that's starting today. Starting today, Tanner Talks About Stuff That Happened is going to begin being listener-supported. Now, that's not going to mean that ads are going to go right away. If I can get enough listener support going, then I can get rid of those ads because I can justify getting rid of them. Right now, I get a little bit of ad revenue, and as a college student, you know, that does help a lot. Uh, But I am starting the process of becoming listener-supported. And so what that means is that if you go to anchor.fm and you search the podcast Tanner Talks About Stuff That Happened and you find it there, there will be a button that you can click where it says, you know, listener support. And you can donate $1, $5, or $10 per month to the podcast to help me keep this crazy thing I got going on going. And uh, if I get enough donors, I can get rid of my ad revenue, and I think everybody everybody would enjoy that, including me. So, that's what I got going on starting today, January 1st, 2021. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Now that that business is taken care of, let us get on with the show. But before I start, remember, if you enjoy the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and drop me a five-star review so we can get more people involved with the conversations about history. we got to get that logarithm going so we can get more people listening to this podcast, more people talking about history. That's why we do it. That's why I do it. And I love doing it. So let's get it started right now. What a year it has been. Some people will tell you it's been the worst year ever and others will tell you it's been some of the best. And a lot of that depends on where you are in the world and your experiences with what has happened. But No one can deny that this has been an absolutely historic year full of world-altering events. It seems like every month something crazy happens to usurp the crazy thing that happened the month before, only to be overshadowed by something crazier that happens the month after. So, in the next little while, we are going to go over as many of these game-changing events that occurred in 2020 as we possibly can. We're going over a lot I, I, can't, I cannot overstate that. We're going over a lot in this podcast, so let's get started. Let's start back in January. It's not even a week into the year of 2020, and people are already starting to panic. For months preceding the first of the year, Australia had been experiencing one of its worst bushfire seasons in history, and by January 1st, these fires had already claimed the lives of 500 million wild animals in the country. On January 2nd, The government of New South Wales declares a state of emergency and the government of Victoria declares a state of disaster allocating funds to fight the fires. The world of social media begins a crusade to raise awareness of the fires and fundraise for the firefighting efforts. January 3rd, the Persian Gulf Crisis. On January 3rd, a drone strike conducted by the U.S. military strikes Baghdad International Airport purposefully eliminating two targets, Iranian General Qasem Soleimani and paramilitary leader Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis. Many Americans express anxiety over the strikes and fears of a global war, calling the attack unwarranted and reckless, though 
There's plenty of evidence to show that the two leaders had perpetrated numerous war crimes throughout the years of their leadership. And these fears are exacerbated when Iran launches a ballistic missile attack on two Iraqi military bases housing American personnel. Twelve missiles impact their targets, one misses its target, and four fail in flight. 110 American military personnel are wounded, most expressing traumatic brain injuries from the explosions. Not even hours later, Ukrainian International Airlines 752 crashes moments after its takeoff from Baghdad International Airport. And initially, Iranian officials declare that the crash was due to mechanical failure, but days later, a video surfaces showing that the plane was hit by an Iranian missile, killing everyone on board. In response, United States President Donald Trump announces new economic sanctions on Iran. He then announces in a televised speech that Iran appears to be standing down and calls for the United States and Iran to work together to defeat the common enemies they have, such as the terrorist organizations ISIS and ISIL. However, on January 12th, Hezbollah, a militant Islamic political party based in Lebanon, calls for military coordination between Iran, Syria, Hezbollah, and a militant group in Yemen in expelling U.S. forces from the Middle East. So, the area stays on high alert. January 16th, impeachment. On January 16th, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, announced the introduction of the articles of impeachment to remove President Donald Trump from office. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, normally when you hear that sound, you know a definition is coming. And while this is a definition, it's actually more of an explanation of what impeachment is. When Pelosi showed up on everyone's TV screens announcing the introduction of the Articles of Impeachment, I was actually sitting in my political science university class, so we got the whole rundown of an impeachment trial. As with all things in this podcast, I'm going to try to give you the bare bones of what an impeachment is. First, getting impeached and getting removed from office are two separate things. A lot of people I knew who were unfamiliar with the process immediately thought that Trump was out of office because he was impeached, but that's not the case. For a president to be removed from office due to impeachment, they first need to be investigated by Congress, who has to deem that their actions constitute removal from office. Then the House of Representatives must vote that their actions constitute removal from office, which has to pass by a majority. And then the Senate must vote that their actions constitute removal from office, which has to pass by a two-thirds majority. And only then can a president be removed from office. To date, there have been three impeachment trials in the United States history. Andrew Johnson, Bill Clinton, and now Donald J. Trump. No one has ever been removed from office, which begs the question, what do you have to do to get removed from office? And this is the second part of this explanation. To be impeached, a president has to be suspected of one or more of three things, as per the United States Constitution. One, treason which is the betrayal of one's country, usually by way of attempting a governmental overthrow of some kind. Two, bribery, the paying off of public officials or other electors so that they will vote in your favor. Or three, high crimes or misdemeanors, which is a bit of a broad statement, but generally means acting in a way that does not align with your duty to your country. In the modern age, Congress has simplified this into three terms that constitute grounds for impeachment improperly exceeding or abusing the powers of the office, behavior incompatible with the function and purpose of the office, and misusing the office for an improper purpose or for personal gain. Now, with all that being said, 
several prominent United States congressmen and women decided that President Trump had perpetrated crimes against the country and merited impeachment. So, on January 16th, it began. But why? If you've been paying any attention to anything politically related since Trump was elected November of 2016, many left-leaning citizens and Democrats have been desperately attempting to get the president out of the office since before his inauguration. Anything they could get their hands on, from claims of Russian collusion and election interference to tax evasion and racism, and, and there's just one problem. No one could find much evidence of Russian collusion or election interference, and tax evasion and racism are not grounds for impeachment. I mean, sure, news agencies talked about Russian collusion over and over and over and over and over again, but it ends up that these were just talking points. They just talked about it so much to make the U.S. citizenry believe that it was actually happening, when really, there wasn't much evidence of it. I mean, whether or not the Democrats thought that these should be grounds for impeachment were irrelevant, because that's not how the government works. So, when a transcript from a phone call that took place on July 25th, 2019, between President Donald Trump and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was leaked detailing the U.S. president asking the Ukrainian president to investigate supposed corrupt dealings between Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, and the Ukrainian government, the Democrats pounced, declaring this a misuse of office for personal gain, as Joe Biden was looking to be a frontrunner for the next presidential race. They charged Donald Trump with two articles of impeachment. One, the charge of abusing one's power, and two, the charge of, of obstructing Congress. And so... For the third time in history, the United States president faced impeachment. In Congress, the prosecution, which were individuals advocating for the removal of the president from office, made its arguments between January 22nd and January 24th, and the defense, individuals who did not believe Trump's actions merited removal from office, made its arguments January 25th through January 28th. Then, a period of questions and debates lasted from January 29th to the 31st. And then, on February 5th, the United States Senate acquitted President Donald Trump of both articles of impeachment, the majority voting both against the charge of abuse of power and the charge of obstructing Congress. As per the Constitution, the president could not be impeached again in his term. Other notable things to happen in January. January 5th, Turkish President Erdogan announces that Turkish troops will be deployed to Libya to assist in the defeat of a rebel group who opposed the interim government established in the wake of the Arab Spring and the killing of dictator Muammar Gaddafi. January 9th. A very rare circumbinary planet is located and named TOI-1338b. This is interesting because a circumbinary planet orbits two binary stars, which is physically very rare. January 12th, the Tal volcano in Luzon, Philippines erupts, leading to evacuations of thousands. January 23rd, in response to a new coronavirus outbreak, the Chinese city of Wuhan enters lockdown. On January 30th, the World Health Organization declares the outbreak of a new coronavirus originating in China in December a public health emergency. The world takes notice, but has more pressing matters at hand. February. February 2nd, 
President Trump attempts to restrict all commercial air traffic from mainland China to slow the spread of the new coronavirus, catching fire from Democrats and other left-leaning factions who viewed these measures as racist. As stated previously, on February 5th, 2020, Donald J. Trump is acquitted by the United States Senate on all charges regarding the impeachment trial and resumes his duties. Half of the country breathes a sigh of relief, and the other half fumes. February 6th, your new favorite podcast releases its very first episode, which details the events of the Woodstock Festival in Bethel, New York in 1969. February 11th, the World Health Organization names the new coronavirus that has begun infiltrating all corners of the globe, COVID-19. February 13th, the National Aeronautics and Space Association, NASA, publishes their research done on Arakoth, an asteroid located outside the orbit of Neptune, studied by the spacecraft New Horizons on its way to the Kuiper Belt. Arakoth is unique because it consists of two large asteroids that have collided and fused together with no other impacts occurring afterward, making them appear remarkably preserved. Arakoth is the most distant body in space ever to be studied up close. February 27th, the stock market crash of 2020 begins in earnest, stoked by the fears of COVID-19 as it spreads across the globe. In a single day, the market falls 1,190.95 points, losing over 4% of its total volume. To put this into perspective, a regular day for the market is up or down 100 to 300 points, give or take. And this was almost 1,200 points in a single day, which marked the worst day for the market since the crash of 2008. People began to panic. February 29th, a conditional peace agreement is signed between the U.S. and the Taliban, conditional that the U.S. withdraw all of their troops from Afghanistan within 14 months, given the terms are upheld by the Taliban. This follows 19 years of conflict, and the news was, unfortunately, overshadowed by the COVID-19 panic. Other notable events to occur in February were ethnic riots in Delhi, India, the collapse of the Malaysian government, and the escalation of Turkish forces in the Syrian civil war. On to March. And, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest, this is where we need to buckle our seatbelts because shit's about to get real. March 8th. New COVID-19 cases rise about 7,000 a day in Italy, and in response, the country places the entire northern half of the nation in lockdown, approximately 16 million people. Remember when 7,000 cases was a lot? The next day, the lockdown is expanded to include the entire country. Italy is the first country outside of China to use a lockdown in an attempt to fight COVID-19. The same day, as a result of the Russo-Saudi oil war and the continued COVID-19 freakout, the Dow Jones falls sharply once again, this time falling over 2,000 points in a single day, the most in its history up to that point. Oil prices fall as much as a draw dropping 30% in early trading. A global economic crisis looms. March 11th, the, the World Health Organization officially labels COVID-19 a pandemic meaning it was now affecting every single continent, with the exception of Antarctica. March 12th. As a result of the labeling of the coronavirus a pandemic and President Trump's new restrictions on travel to and from the European Union, global stock markets crash in an event now known as Black Thursday. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average falls yet again, this time over 2,300 points, say, setting another record for the most points lost in a single day. The Dow would continue its bumpy ride downward before hitting bottom at $18,213.65 on March 23rd, before a rebound could begin. Pre-crash, the Dow had reached $29,568.57 on February 13th. In just over a month, the market had lost almost 30% of its value. The stock market crash of 1929, which led to the Great Depression, lost the market 40% of its price in the same time frame, and people were starting to wonder how long this free fall would last. March 13th, Nepal announces that Mount Everest will be closed until further notice to fight the spread of COVID-19. March 17th, the European Union closes all borders for 30 days in an effort to fight the spread of COVID-19. March 20th, total COVID-19 deaths surpass 10,000 globally. March 24th, India enacts a total lockdown to fight the spread of COVID-19. By this date, over a third of the global population is now experiencing lockdown. This is also the day that my university moved all classes online and all restaurants shut down in my home state. March 26th, global COVID-19 cases reach 500,000. March 30th, as a result of the COVID-19 market crash and the Russo-Saudi oil war, oil prices fall another 9%, making the cost of oil $23 per barrel, the lowest since November of 2002. Y'all remember when gas was super cheap in March? It was awesome. It's too bad we weren't going anywhere. Other notable things to happen in March, the World Health Organization announces the creation of a group meant to find a cure for COVID-19. The Badla Solar Park in India becomes the largest solar energy park in the world, covering 14,000 acres and, when completed, will generate enough electricity to power 225,000 homes every day. And North Macedonia joins the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a trade network between countries in the Northern Atlantic. It is the 30th country to do so. April. Okay, so the first half of April is almost exclusively COVID-19 related, and the second half keeps a steady pace with COVID news. So let's just skim through all the COVID news really quickly. April 1st, China reports 130 asymptomatic cases of COVID-19, making them the first reported cases globally. Yemen releases more than 470 prisoners to ease the crowded jails and make it more difficult for COVID to spread. The United Nations calls on authoritarian regimes to release all political prisoners during the outbreak. April 2nd, the number of confirmed COVID cases reaches 1 million worldwide. April 5th, King Mohammed VI of Morocco pardons 5,654 prisoners and releases them from jail to fight the spread of COVID-19 in the prisons. YouTube announces that it will begin removal of all videos promoting conspiracy theories linking 5G to COVID-19 and what they call, quote, borderline content will be removed from search results. April 7th, Japan declares a state of emergency in regards to COVID-19 and finalizes a stimulus package worth nearly 1 trillion US dollars. April 8th, China ends its lockdown in Wuhan, the epicenter of the outbreak. Residents are allowed to leave the city for the first time in 76 days. April 10th, COVID deaths exceed 100,000 globally. The European Union signs a stimulus package to alleviate the economic fallout of the virus. 
April 14th, the International Monetary Fund announces they expect the world economy will shrink by 3% in response to the COVID-19 lockdowns, the worst economic contraction since the Great Depression. President Trump announces that the United States will suspend funding to the World Health Organization, citing his suspicions that they are too closely tied to China. The first rumors of powerful hands being behind the creation and distribution of COVID-19 are felt across the globe. April 15th, COVID-19 cases reach 2 million worldwide. April 19th, unrest breaks out in Paris, Berlin, and the Russian city of Vladikavkaz in opposition to the economic disruptions of the COVID-19 lockdowns. April 23rd, Facebook removes the terms pseudoscience and conspiracy theory as options for targeted ads as the wider world puts pressure on social media companies to fight suspected disinformation regarding COVID-19. April 25th, Global death toll from COVID-19 reaches 200,000. April 27th, global COVID-19 cases top 3 million. And that's all the COVID stuff. Now, unrelated to COVID, some cool things happened in April. April 6th, the United States designates the Russian Imperial Movement, a far-right militant white supremacist organization based in St. Petersburg, Russia, as a terrorist organization. April 10th, Bepi Colombo, a space probe designed by the European Space Agency and the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, departs Earth's gravity and heads for Mercury. April 22nd, Iran deploys its first military satellite. April 26th, King Salman of Saudi Arabia announces that Saudi citizens will no longer be executed for crimes they committed as minors. And April 28th, a fast radio burst is detected coming from a collapsed star called SGR 1935-2154, 30,000 light years away and part of the Milky Way galaxy. It is the first time a fast radio burst has been picked up coming from within the galaxy, and the first time it is or its origin is certain. April 30th, NASA selects SpaceX, Blue Origin, and Dynetics as the companies that will, it will partner with to design and build the next lunar lander, which will take astronauts to the moon by 2024. A lot of space news this month, but I didn't mention the biggest news released in April quite yet. Stay tuned for the end of the podcast to hear it. On to May. A lot happened in May, but we're going to do COVID news first. May 1st. According to data from Johns Hopkins University, the number of patients who have recovered from, co from the COVID-19 virus reaches 1 million. That's good news. May 6th. An interesting development when an Algerian-born Frenchman is found to have had COVID-19 in December when said Frenchman had no contact with any Chinese nationals prior to him coming down with what he thought was pneumonia. The virus had not le yet left China at that point, and this news puzzles the world and makes people start wondering if the virus had really originated in Wuhan, China at the end of 2019. May 10th. Total COVID-19 cases surpass 4 million worldwide. May 14th. Co total COVID-19 deaths surpass 300,000. The United Nations warns of a global mental health crisis looming as a result of the lockdowns imposed. May 18th. For the first time in history, the World Health Organization holds its annual World Health Assembly almost entirely as a video conference. May 21st, total COVID-19 cases surpass 5 million worldwide with 106,000 in only 24 hours, the highest single-day amount yet. I say again, do y'all remember when that was a big amount? 
May 27th, deaths from COVID-19 in the U.S. surpass 100,000, but the total number of cases begins to show signs of slowing. And now for the non-COVID news, which is more wild than the COVID news. Like I said, May was an eventful month, so let's just dive in. On May 3rd and 4th, Venezuelan dissidents and members of an American-based private military organization called Silver Corp USA infiltrate Venezuela and unsuccessfully attempt to oust unpopular President Nicolas Maduro from office. Maduro blames President Trump for the attempt, and Trump's response is, quote, If I wanted to go to Venezuela, I wouldn't be secret about it. May 9th. Groups of Chinese and Indian soldiers clash on the border of the two countries in a brawl that included no firearms, but instead devolved into fist fighting and rock throwing. Chinese media claims 20 Indian troops were killed as a result, and Indian media claims 40 Chinese soldiers were killed in the brawl. Neither claim has been independently certified, and but this drastically heightens tensions between the, country, between the countries, and India responds by banning the popular Chinese app TikTok, a Chinese invention in the nation. May 19th, Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas announces the termination of all agreements between Palestine, Israel, and the United States, in response to Israel's plan to annex the Jordan Valley, where Palestine holds an ethnic majority. This renews tensions in the Israeli-Palestine decades-old conflict. May 21st, the United States announces its withdrawal from the Open Skies Treaty, which means that no longer will any country be allowed to conduct armed or unarmed surveillance of the United States. Some countries, notably the Ukraine, protest, but the United States promises to disclose other forms of intelligence to make up for any lost surveillance. May 25th. A video released by the Minneapolis Police Department showing an officer named Derek Chauvin kneeling on the neck of an unarmed African-American man named George Floyd for nearly eight minutes while he is detained surfaces. Floyd later died while in police custody, and the released video spread like wildfire across social media. The next day, protests, helmed by the organization Black Lives Matter, erupted across the country, demanding reform to police departments nationwide. Within days, protests have spread to 2,000 cities, and within a week, the protests have spread across the globe, with protests or vigils occurring in nearly 60 countries. In the United States, Protesters begin to disagree on their motives, with many using the protests as a platform for purposes unrelated to the killing of George Floyd, such as anarchism, anti-capitalism, and communism. Protest messages range from the demand for reformation of the police departments to the abolishment of the police altogether, giving rise to ACAB, an anagram meaning all cops are bad. Many protests escalate into riots, which cause $2 billion in property destruction in the United States alone, with $500 million in just in Minneapolis. The division within the movement, and the, without a clear goal other than protesting racism, and the property destruction wreaked upon the nation gives many pause to consider the validity of the movement altogether, and opposition grows in conservative circles, leading to a deep divide in the country, which had been sown for years. May 27th, the Chinese Communist Party votes to criminalize any secession, subversion, or terrorism taking place within Hong Kong in response to the Hong Kong democracy movement. The vote bans all activist groups and curtails civil liberties. It is an enormous blow to the democratic movement in Hong Kong. May 30th, 
SpaceX launches its first crewed flight from Cape Canaveral, Florida. It is a success and the first manned spacecraft to take off from U.S. soil since the decommission of the space shuttle in 2011. Other notable things to happen in May. British and Kenyan scientists discover a parasitic microbe that blocks the transmission of malaria from a mosquito to a host. This potentially opens doors for eradicating malaria altogether. Astronomers announced that they have found the first black hole in a star system that is visible to the naked eye. It is in the southwest corner of the constellation Telescopium, called HR 6819. The Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Anthropology releases fossil findings from Bulgaria indicating that Homo sapiens may have been on the European continent thousands of years before previously thought. If true, it throws humanity's understanding of our roots into disarray. A 2.5-centimeter millipede fossil is found on the island of Carrera in Scotland and is declared to be the oldest fossil ever found at 425 million years old. And Costa Rica is the first Central American country to legalize same-sex marriage. June. As usual, COVID stuff first. June 7th, global COVID-19 death toll surpasses 400,000. June 8th, global confirmed COVID-19 cases passes 7 million. June 9th, a study conducted by Harvard University suggests that COVID-19 may have been spreading in China as early as August of 2019, based on web search trends in the country, as well as parking lot fill in hospitals. June 16th, confirmed COVID-19 cases reach 8 million. June 22nd, 9 million. June 28th, 10 million, with 500,000 deaths. And now for your non-COVID news. June 2nd, a class action lawsuit is filed against Alphabet Incorporated, the parent company of Google, for $5 billion, claiming the company violates the user's rights to privacy by tracking them when they are in incognito mode. As of January 1st, 2021, Google has settled in court for $7.5 million, significantly less than originally sued for. June 3rd. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announces changes to UK immigration laws to help residents of Hong Kong flee the Chinese restrictions and establish life in the UK. Also on June 3rd, SpaceX launches 60 new Starlink satellites into orbit around Earth. June 4th, Libya's Government of National Accord announces that they have taken control of the capital of Tripoli during the ongoing civil war after driving out the Libyan National Army, a major blow for the LNA. June 15th, Another skirmish breaks out on the Indian and Chinese border, and another 60 are killed or injured, injured on either side, further heightening tensions between the two countries. The same day, Turkey and Iran begin shelling and bombing ethnically Kurdish settlements in northern Iraq to quell Kurdish insurgencies in the region. Iraq condemns the attacks, straining relations in the already fragile political region. June 30th. China passes a law that allows them to crack down on Chinese national political dissidents at home or abroad, taking aim at Hong Kong. The Hong Kong Democratic Movement is in dire straits. Other notable things to happen in June, a total solar eclipse was experienced, Ireland elects a new prime minister and a historic three-party coalition government, a 7.5 earthquake is experienced in Mexico, and North Korea demolishes their political liaison office used to communicate with South Korea in an effort to continue normalizing relations between the two countries. July. COVID stuff. 
July 7th, opposition to global lockdowns grows as Serbian and other Balkan nationals rally at the Serbian House of National Assembly in Belgrade in protest of strict, strict lockdown rules. July 8th, global cases reach 12 million. July 18th, death toll reaches 600,000. July 21st, the European Union agrees on a 750 billion euro bill to begin rebuilding European economies impacted by the lockdowns. July 22nd, confirmed cases reach 15 million. And in non-COVID news, July 1st, Russia votes in favor of a constitutional amendment that allows Prime Minister Vladimir Putin to campaign for an additional two six-year terms potentially allowing him to stay in power until 2036. July 7th, protests begin in Bulgaria condemning government corruption. These protests will continue until November 16th. July 15th, Twitter accounts of 150 high-profile figures, including Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Kanye West, and even Apple, are compromised and used to promote a Bitcoin scam. July 19th, Flooding of the Brahmaputra River in India and Nepal leaves 4 million homeless and dozens dead. July 30th, NASA successfully launches its Mars 2020 mission and directs it toward Mars, carrying the Perseverance rover and the Ingenuity helicopter drone which are intended to search for ancient alien life on the planet. August. COVID. August 5th. Worldwide COVID death toll reaches 700,000. August 10th, cases reach 20 million. August 11th, Russian Prime Minister Vladimir Putin announces that Russia has approved the world's first COVID-19 vaccine. Mass production began immediately. August 22nd, death toll reaches 800,000. August 30th, case count reaches 25 million and climbing. India becomes the epicenter for new cases. Non-COVID news. The United Arab Emirates on August 1st opens their first nuclear power plant, the first commercial nuclear power station in the Arab world. August 4th, an enormous blast of 2,750 tons of explosive material improperly and unsafely stored takes place in Beirut, Lebanon. The blast kills over 200 and injuries are in the thousands. It can be heard as far away as Cyprus and causes $15 billion in property damage. The exact cause of the blast is still not entirely known. The country goes into a two-week state of emergency. August 9th, protests erupt in Belarus after President Alexander Lukashenko wins re-election, but incumbent Sviatlana Tsikhanouskaya declares that he won only because of election fraud. Western countries call for another election and do not recognize Lukashenko as a legitimate president. As of January 1st, 2021, the protests continue. August 13th, Israel and the United Arab Emirates sign a third peace deal attempting to once again normalize relations. August 18th, a mutiny on a military base in Mali takes place which evolves into a full-blown coup d'etat. Both the president and prime minister resign after being arrested by the military, beginning an 18-month transition period to a new government. An interim government controls the country in the meantime. August 27th, Hurricane Laura makes landfall in Louisiana, United States, the strongest hurricane in the state's history in terms of wind speed. Other notable things to happen in August? 
Africa is declared free of wild polio. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos is reported to be the first person with a net worth of more than $200 billion. And Bayern Munich defeats Paris Saint-Germain in the final of the, U of the Union of European Football Associations 1-0. September. COVID. September 17th, COVID cases surpass 30 million worldwide. September 29th, COVID deaths break the 1 million point barrier. Non-COVID. September 3rd, Sudan agrees to transition to a secular state in order to sign peace deals with the various rebel groups causing unrest in the country, which is still reeling from a civil war. September 4th, Kosovo and Serbia sign a pact to normalize economic relations with one another, a step toward ending the long-standing feud between the nations. The talks were mediated by President Donald Trump, and also on September 4th, the La Linea Tunnel in Colombia is opened, the longest tunnel in South America. September 16th, the United Nations accuses Venezuela of crimes against humanity, including cases of killings, torture, and disappearances dating back to 2014. President Nicolas Maduro, very unpopular in Venezuela, is once again in the hot seat. September 20th, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists releases the FinCEN files via BuzzFeed News, a collection of documents highlighting years of suspicious financial transactions occurring across international borders. The next day, bank stocks plunge. September 21st, Microsoft purchases video game company Bethesda for $7.5 billion. It is the single largest company purchase in video game history. September 27th, Armenian and Azerbaijani forces clash over a long-standing territorial dispute. It escalates toward all-out war within days. Thousands die. Other interesting things to happen in September, Pope Benedict XVI becomes the longest-lived pope in in history at 93 years old, the Royal Astronomical Society announces the discovery of phosphine in the atmosphere of Venus, which is a precursor to the necessities of microbial life, and a, and a 1634 edition of Two Noble Kinsmen, the last play written by William Shakespeare, is discovered. It is believed to be the oldest copy of any of his works. October. COVID news kind of dies down at this point, so I'm going to mix it in with the rest of the news. October 5th, global COVID cases reach 35 million and the World Health Organization releases a statement that total unconfirmed cases may be as high as 760 million, sparking a new wave of panic. October 10th, Armenia and Azerbaijan sign a ceasefire agreement. October 15th, the government of Thailand announces strict lockdown measures to fight COVID-19 and are met with severe protesting. October 19th, total COVID cases reach 40 million. October 31st, Typhoon Goni makes landfall in the Philippines, the strongest landfalling cyclone in history. Other notable events in October, NASA's OSIRIS-REx spacecraft lands on the asteroid Bennu, and, and departs on a trajectory to return to Earth with samples in 2023. NASA confirms the existence of molecular water on the moon, and after 11 years of mine removal, the Falkland Islands are declared free of mines 36 years after the Falklands War. November. 
November 3rd through the 7th, Joe Biden is elected as the 46th president of the United States, but Donald Trump does not concede the election. The nation is torn asunder as accusations of voter fraud abound. Media outlets call all claims of voter fraud baseless, and much of the evidence presented is censored by social media conglomerates as misinformation, causing some distrust in the United States citizens in the potential ties between government and private media. As of January 1st, 2021, Donald Trump has not yet conceded the election, and Joe Biden will be inaugurated January 20th. November 4th. The United States exits the Paris Climate Agreement, citing unfair terms imposed on the country's economy. November 8th, COVID cases reach 50 million. November 11th, the Sputnik V vaccine developed by Russian scientists is proven to be 92% effective in clinical trials. November 12th, Hong Kong pro-democracy lawmakers resign en masse. Another blow to the Hong Kong democracy movement. November 16th, Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine is proven to be 94.5% effective in clinical trials. It is also declared the easiest to distribute because no cold storage is required. November 25th, total COVID cases surpass 60 million worldwide. November 30th, Moderna files an emergency use authorization with the United States government, meaning the vaccine can easily be distributed to the masses. And December. December 4th, the United States announces its withdrawal from the Somali Civil War. December 5th, Russia begins mass vaccinations. December 8th, the United Kingdom begins mass vaccinations. December 14th, the United States begins mass vaccinations. December 21st, 36 cases of coronavirus are reported on a Chilean base in Antarctica, the first cases ever reported on the last continent previously untouched by the virus. December 27th, cases surpass 80 million worldwide. December 31st, the transitionary period from Britain's exit from the European Union expires. Britain is now officially out of the European Union. Other notable things to happen in December. The Arecibo Telescope, a huge telescope in Puerto Rico, collapses after 57 years of use. The United Nations Commission on Narcotic Drugs officially removes cannabis from their dangerous substances list. The United States formally designates Vietnam and Switzerland as currency manipulators. Jupiter and Saturn align in the night sky, creating a Christmas star that can be seen by the naked eye. And Adobe ends all support for the Adobe Flash Player at midnight on January 1st. 2021. For kids like me who grew up playing online games, it's the end of an era. And as promised, in my opinion, the absolute top tier, most notable thing to happen this year that everyone totally missed. April 30th, 2020. The Pentagon officially releases UFO videos. The Pentagon formally releases unclassified footage of, quote, unidentified aerial phenomena. The Pentagon came out and said, there's stuff flying around and we don't know what it is. And do you know what that means? The Pentagon literally admitted that UFOs exist and no one did anything about it. This news totally fell under the radar. That's how wild this year has been. But I mean, come on. The year wasn't all bad. 
We all had some major milestones, I'm sure. Me, I finally went back to school full-time. That's a really big deal for me. And I started a podcast, which is very fun. Well, I'd like to wish you all the happiest of New Year's, and here is to another great one. That's going to do it for Tanner Talks About Stuff That Happened. That is a full-blown 2020 recap. We tried to hit every single one of the biggest events that happened this year, and some of the smaller ones, and some of the just plain fascinating ones that kind of fell under the radar because of all the COVID stuff going on. Please stay safe and healthy, everybody. I will catch you next week with a new episode, the first regular episode of 2021. We are coming at you. Tanner Talks About Stuff has got some big stuff coming next year. This year, actually. It's January 1st. But as I said at the beginning of the podcast, in 2021, starting today, Tanner Talks About Stuff is hoping to be completely listener-supported so I can get rid of these pesky ads. And... That would be wonderful if you are willing to go donate to that fund. Just go to anchor.fm, search Tanner Talks About Stuff That Happened. My podcast will come up. You can click on that donations button, listener support button, and uh, donate to the podcast. That would honestly make my day totally mean the world to me. And uh, as I also always say at the beginning, leave a five-star review if you feel so inclined. I will catch you all as soon as I can get another episode out. And much love. Happy New Year.